Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Podcast. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. All the listeners have missed you. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Aaron. I'm hit and miss, but I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> Aaron is here as well. What's up, man? And LJ, what's going on? What's good, man? Uh, not much. We got lots of things going on, lots of things to talk about. Episode number 79, Friday, September 27th, 2019. Wow. Uh, we still have a chance to win a pair of uh, VIP three-day passes for Aftershock 2019. Your chance to see Tool, Rob Zombie, Slipknot, and more. Food, music, so much more October 11th through the 13th in Sacramento. We'll be covering the event in the media area. That's and, uh, right. Uh, who are some of the artists you're uh, excited to see, Dahlia? <gasps> There are so many. Um, I want to see horror. Uh, I, I really wanted to check out Blink-182 because I haven't seen them before. I've so seen this is the lineup, though, with Matt Skiba on the on It the is. Um, Does that strike you more as, like, interesting or you're just, like, kind of not? No, I think it's interesting. I, I wonder, like, what their, their sound's going to sound like. I love their last album that just came out. I mean, we've already seen Bring Me the Horizon, Marilyn Man- Manson, Stone Temple Pilots. We've seen, because we've covered so many media events, a lot of the bands that are on the list. So we haven't seen Slipknot, so that'll be pretty cool. You've seen Rob Zom- Zombie a few yeah. times. Yeah, I have not. So He puts on a good show. It's definitely worth seeing, you know? Yeah, we've seen Tool, like, you know, 100 mil- million times because we're huge fans, but they have their new album that just was released a it's couple weeks ago. First so. new music. That'll be exciting to see their new music. They're playing on Sunday night. They're the headliners for Sunday. Um, that's going to be a cool show. I'm very excited. It's awesome that we have media passes for the first time with the Garage Rock show. So we're up and coming. Thank you all the listeners for, you know, guiding us and assisting us and your feedback. It's it's awesome. We appreciate it. And we, we hope to grow and do more uh media events and festivals going forward and it looks like uh we're gonna be out there all three days so we'll have i think i'm gonna do three different episodes for one for friday one for saturday one for sunday out there for you guys and i'll try and upload them as soon Mm -hmm. as i can maybe when i get back to the hotel and uh kind of do it there yeah uh but yeah so make sure you guys check that out that'll be Mm -hmm. october 11th through the 13th we'll be out there and mm-hmm. hopefully you guys will as be well too. As well as Charles. Charles is going to be out there as well doing media with Chris. So yep. that would be really cool. Be a little co-host. Uh, if you guys want to try and win the passes, just text the word podcast to 68683. Again, those are VIP passes. So if yep. you want to win them once again, Chris. Podcast to 68683. Uh, all right. This week's highlights include uh, my exclusive interview with Derek Smalls from mm-hmm. Spinal Tap. We're actually going to be kicking off the episode here in just a second with that interview, and then we'll resume the uh, the episode. So Highly anticipated. Sh- yes, and I know some of you guys have heard it already, and it was a really a cool honor to talk with uh, Derek Smalls. He was in London and gave us a call here uh, on our scheduled time, and he was actually about to go do a show at the Royal Albert Hall that night. And he called, so awesome. called us right before that. 
and he talks about his new um, upcoming tour on the West Coast. He's going to be doing some dates in Seattle, L.A., and San Francisco, as well as some new music. So uh, stick around for that interview. It's going to start up here in just a bit. But also this episode, we uh, unfortunately had some uh, in-memoriams with uh, some legendary people. Grateful Dead lyricist Robert Hunter passing away, as well as Sid Haig, uh, legendary actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foo Fighters, also special Area 51 surprise release. A new book coming out on the history of Soundgarden. Uh, Chris Cornell's daughter releasing music produced by her late father. Sammy Hagar's festival canceled last minute this week. It was kind of crazy. I'll let you know that story coming up. Also, movie entertainment news on this day in music history trivia and more. That's all coming up. So let's play the interview right now for uh, our exclusive interview with Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap talking about his upcoming West Coast tour and new music right here on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Hello, Chris. It's uh, Derek Smalls here. Hey, Derek. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Well, thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. Let me start off by letting our listeners know to tune in to the Garage this Saturday night starting at 6 p.m. We'll be playing Derek Smalls' new track, Give Me Some More Money, from his latest solo album, Smalls Change. We'll also be talking about that new music and more on this interview. And make sure to catch him out on the road in November, Seattle on the 9th, Los Angeles on the 6th, and San Francisco on the 14th in November with lots of special guests. Check out all the info and tour dates and music at DerekSmallsMusic.com. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm great, Chris. I'm in London uh, getting ready for uh, the... Uh, I'm, I'm uh, guesting in a... Uh, show at Royal Albert Hall at a 70th birthday celebration of, of one of the blokes who played on my record, Richard Thompson, is having a celebration and so I'm, I'm wow. doing one of the, the song that he played on on the record at the uh, gig. It's called uh, She Puts the Bitch in Obituary. That's right. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, thank you. So I'm, I'm here for that and then I get back to uh, uh, working up for the uh, live shows. That's right. Uh, let's talk about your latest album, Smalls Change. Uh, you've been quoted as describing your new album, Smalls Change, as, quote, halfway between it's the dying of the light and trying to find the light, end quote. That is a great it's, quote, by the way. Thank you. Well, it's about it's about aging, and it's about, you know, I, I started to write this record when I got a, a, a grant from the uh, British Fund for Aging Rockers. And I, <laughs> you know, my dad said, uh... Write about what you know. He said it a little louder than that, but that's what he said. <laughs> and um, I, uh, so at this point, I said, what do I know? I know I'm getting older because I'm not dead. So I uh, write about things to do with uh, the good stuff and the bad stuff and all in between about getting older. And right. so, uh, yeah. Well, I want to talk about the album cover as well. I love the album covers for all your Spinal Tap albums. Shark Sandwich being my personal mm-hmm. favorite. Uh, the album, yeah. the album cover for Smalls Change, though, it's an up close shot of yourself looking kind of forlorn and maybe inquisitive. Usually, with a Spinal Tap album, we'd have a woman down on all fours with a dog collar around her neck with a black well, glove in her face. That. We, we tried that. We tried that. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, and I think I think these days we run into more trouble than we did back then. We, we'll hang that one up. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm wanted, I'm wanted, because the subtitle of the record is Meditations Upon Aging. Right. I uh, wanted a, a, you know, the, the photographer took a picture of me looking. Um, his word was uh, 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 pensive. Pensive. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, as if I was thinking. Right. You know? So it's just imagine Derek thinking about, <laughs> you know, but particularly about getting older. And uh, so the songs are all about the good things, as I say, and the bad things. So there's, uh, like, uh, a, a song about uh, as you get older, you start... 
hearing from a doctor, you're going to have an MRI made. <laughs> and, and so it's a song I wrote when I was um, inspired to write it by being in that, that bloody aluminum tube and uh, <laughs> thinking, I'm not going to get out of here. And then all of a sudden, halfway through, uh, you know, this bloody noise is going on. And uh, halfway through, I got a, 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 an inspiration. It was, they're banging me bloody head for me. <laughs> and uh, that's what got me through it. So that's what the song's about. There you go. And the new single, Give Me Some More Money, uh, the video features you begging for change, being a street performer, getting a hat full of change stolen from you. Is that what you're up to these days uh, professionally? No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit comical. It's, it's, it's all in animated except for me. They couldn't animate me. So I'm, I'm real and the rest of the world is animated. But it was just all sorts of things that you do to if you needed more money. No, I'm, I've, I was, uh, you know, I got a, a grant from the British Fund for right. Asian Rockers yeah, to do this record. So I'm all right, I'm all right Mac. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm, Jack, sorry. I'm all right, Jack. <laughs> Jack, Mac, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I've got my little flat here in uh, South London, so I'm, I'm fine. Well, we can't wait for you to Thank come you out here to the West Coast. Uh, you're too yeah, I'm you... looking forward to it. I understand you've got this thing out there called the sun. <laughs> yeah, you don't see it too much in London? or <laughs> uh, We've got a bit of it this afternoon, uh, just as, uh, like a little uh, flash sale, you might say. You right, know? yeah. <laughs> just two hours just two hours only, you get a bit of sun. Uh, <laughs> well, this tour uh, is called Lukewarm Water Live. You've always been the lukewarm water between the fire and ice of David and Nigel. Do you still find yourself being lukewarm in this solo venture as well? Well, I mean, to me, it's the bass player's job to be the glue. Right. Uh, so I've got a band, but I've also got a symphony orchestra that we're, uh, we're picking up in each town. And so it's I'm... I'm I'm the glue between the band and the symphony orchestra and then all the guests that we've got, uh, some of them on stage and some of them, many of them live via satellite from wherever they are, like Donald Fagan and uh, Steve Vai and Dweezil um, Zappa, among others. Right. Uh, so it's like I'm the glue that holds all that together. So it's 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 lukewarm water meets glue, I guess, is what you say. <laughs> lukewarm glue water. Lukewarm luke, glue warm water, maybe. <laughs> There you go. I, I also remember you saying once you feel like a preserved moose on stage when you're performing. Do you still find that true these days on the road? I feel like a revived moose, <laughs> like a moose that's been you know uh, injected with uh, young moose DNA. <laughs> I don't know if they do that with moose, but if they did, that's how it feels. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, that's great. I don't even know if moose have DNA, do they? <laughs> they could, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a uh, side note, I'm a big fan. I was in that festival crowd when you performed your first solo track. It was in the park. You guys did Jazz Odyssey for the first time, and David shouted out to us, Derek Small's on the bass. He wrote this, and I just want to say that was one of my favorite avant-garde bass exploration pieces I've ever heard still to this day. Are we ever going to get a Jazz Odyssey full release someday? Uh, it's the closest we've ever got, uh, the, the last tap record was called Oh, I wish I remember what the last tap record was called. But it came out in 2011, and we we done a 45 minute version of Jazz Odyssey, oh. and there and there are three three minute excerpts from it, so you can hear the highlights, just the cream. Oh, good. Of Jazz Odyssey, <laughs> just uh, the good I stuff. I don't, I don't think you want the milk. <laughs>
Well, I was pleased to see that on your latest album. You work with the Hungarian Studio Orchestra. You mentioned uh, linking up with some orchestras on these live dates. And I couldn't, I couldn't help remember the last interview I saw with you and David on that rooftop party of the last Big Tap tour. You were talking about the potential Broadway musical you're both thinking of writing and arranging, Saucy Jack, based on the life of Jack the Ripper. Did you ever get around to that one? David finished the title song which I believe is on that same uh, tap record that came out in 2011. Okay. I'll think, of the, I'll think of the title of it as soon as we're off the air. But, uh, yeah, that's as far as we got. Um, <laughs> I, I think it turns out Jack wasn't that interesting a, a person. <laughs> oh, really? Well, oh, the most interesting thing he did was kill people. Right. Anyone could yeah. do that, right? Besides that, besides that very boring chap. <laughs> Well, you've done a lot of these radio interviews in your career. Have you ever had the pleasure of talking with uh, Handsome Dan at WPIG in Aurora? No, I never have. I, I, I've seen him in he, the in the movie. He's really good. Uh, he, he listens to, yeah. the, to the artist really well. Uh, he's one of those guys that goes deep, kind of researches his questions. Uh, just one of those great guys. I thought, you know, I, I kind of modeled my radio career after him. He was a big inspiration. Just wonder if you ever had the chance to well, talk with no, him. No, I, I, you know, they say always... Uh, a man's reach should exceed his grasp, and I, 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 I definitely would be reaching for him. <laughs> well, thank you for your time today, Derek, and make sure you guys tune into The Garage this Saturday night at 6 p.m. We'll be playing Derek Small's new track, Give Me Some More Money, from his latest solo album, Small's Change. And make sure to catch him on the road in November in L.A. and San Francisco with lots of special guests. Check out all the info and music at DerekSmallsMusic.com. Derek Smalls, thank you so much today. Chris, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you again. Cheers. Cheers. And we're back. And uh, thank you, Derek Smalls uh, from Spinal Tap, uh, again, for uh, reaching out to us, wanting to talk about this new music and stuff. It was an honor um, being able to interview him. Uh, So let's get to the new releases this week, guys. Uh, On September 27th, today, lots of new albums coming out. I haven't seen Dragon Force uh, on the charts in a while, so that's kind of funny. Those guys, if you remember when Guitar Hero was big. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, Dragon Force is like uh, a very technical, like crazy speed metal. Like Have the you? the name of the album. No. That's exactly Extreme them. Power Metal is the name of the album. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember them from Guitar Hero, Dahlia? <sighs> It was I like should, one of the, because I played the hell out of that it game. It was one of the last ones you unlocked. It was like one of the hardest That's songs. That's why, because I, I got <laughs> to a certain point where I'm just going to do the drums. I'm going to do it on like easy mode or medium, <laughs> but I could never get to like the hard mode. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, well, Dragon Force, they got a new album out. Uh, some new other oh, artists. I'd be interested in hearing that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I heard a little bit of it actually uh, on the other on Sirius XM the other day. Um, they were playing a little bit of the Dragon Force, and it sounds just like him, so check it out. Country artist John Party, kind of like him uh, these days. I love that Heartache Medication song. It sounds exactly like Full Hearted Memory from George Strait. I just, I love that song. I was playing it to Chris. I'm like, okay, so Chris is not like a huge country guy, but, you know, I was raised on a farm and that, so I know my country. You know, <laughs> us Portuguese know our country. We listen to that and KLBS. And it is totally John Party KLBS. is one of my favorite newer type of country artists. He's got this classic sound, but it sounds really new and polished and uh, just really good stuff. So 
He's got that new album, Heartache Medication, out. Uh, is it like, is it like party stuff, or is it more like uh, sad boy stuff? This track, uh, so I love combination. The, I think yes, kinda. and I love he the covers pe- all the bases. And on that track, Heartache Medication, I love the pedal steel guitar. It's like got this haunting melody to it. I just yeah. I he's got it a gets really, you right there. He's got a really classic sound. It. We'll have to play some of it for you. He's okay. got this voice that sounds almost like old Hank Williams or something co- yeah. combined with a newer country kind of sound as well so cool stuff uh also kanye west uh jesus is king what's the deal with this one lj i didn't even hear about this bro i'm so asleep on kanye west nowadays i (laughs) i it's just like i i had my feel but i I mean, he's been doing those uh, Sunday services. Have he you seen those? He does Sunday ah. services. Okay, so he did it at Coachella. Is that part of that? Year. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, who knows what's what with this guy? But um, yeah, this is supposed to be the new album. I guess Kim uh, K uh, showed some stuff or previewed some stuff on IG a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, played a few cool tracks, and I guess uh, you know that's the new thing. All right. Well, so that's out. Check it out uh, if you guys are interested. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Noel Gallagher from Oasis. He's got a solo album out. Uh, it's called This Is The Place, uh, EP. He's been reaching out to uh, Liam, and they want to try and do an Oasis reunion, and I think that's probably a good idea, but I don't know. It sounds like they're still just like kind of like fucking with each other. They talk shit to each other all the time in the media, so I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Still obviously doing his solo thing. So, uh, Also new stuff from Steel Panther. Speaking of like funny oh. fucking uh, speed metal and shit, he's, they got a new album out called Heavy Metal Rules. Have you guys ever seen Steel Panther? No. Like, they're uh, they dress up like total. But I'm gonna like totally look them up. You should after the show. Bring them up on your phone right now. Just type All in right. Steel Panther and you'll see what I'm talking about. These guys. I might are, just like shake my head. They're like, hilarious. Like they put on like a classic '80s metal type of uh, show. Like they dress up. They look like Motley Crue or something. Like with the oh, whole geez. like hair and makeup and the spandex and everything. Yeah. But it's a newer kind of metal sound. Okay. Uh, but but classic as well. They have these tongue and cheek lyrics. And cheesy shit, but it's like always a party. Like oh if you go God. to a Steel Panther uh, show, there show show. <laughs> it looks like oh. a costume party. It is. Oh, it's the, basically the, these guys have like a residency in L.A. Yeah, right? they oh, no. do. Uh, a band I used to tour manage wanted to go see them one time, and they, I, they're known for their live shows. I had to take them to see them, and they were just like so happy. <laughs> this, these people are crazy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Them. Uh, they got a new album out. Sturgill Simpson, that's probably a really good album. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, uh, Sound and the Fury, That's that sounds good. That's also a book, I think, from, uh, shit, the, what the hell is that author? The Sound and the Fury. Uh, anyway, uh, Tegan and Sarah, Temples, The New Pornographers, Vagabond, Wednesday 13, Whiskey Myers, Young M.A. all have new albums out. Uh, all right, In Memoriam this week. Uh, very sad news uh, that Grateful Dead lyricist Robert Hunter uh, provided the Grateful Dead many of their lyrics uh, for all of their songs. He was 78. Kind of weird, no cause of death was provided, but apparently his wife Maureen said that he was, she was by his side holding his hand peacefully at home in his bed. So yeah, You know, a lot of people don't want to seek medical treatment, even though they don't feel well. So they're just like, I'm not going to go. I don't want to hear the bad news. Do you think I'm that's could, what, it, what it could have been? Could have been. Yeah. Maybe I don't it kind of sounds like it because they didn't re- release the cause of death. So And yeah. a lot of times in your mind, it's like a mind, body, and soul thing. Like once you hear a news, it'll escalate like a... Like yeah, that affects, oh, yeah. Or, that sure. affects your, your psyche and then that kind of affects your, the rest of you. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, like your I, positive I, vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Agreed. Might, they I might can understand wanna, that philosophy. They might not want to just be 
kept alive and have to be under care constantly. Right. Yeah. I mean, People if you had the choice, I think right. I wouldn't want to do that. Eventually, like the quality of life would be horrible, else right? Is wiping what? your butt and giving you showers. And, and it depends you know, on like what age out. you are when you're starting to feel that. So if you're like already 60, 70 and you know you're not going to get a kidney or, you know, liver transplant, right, like what's the point, point, you know? Yeah, he was 78. That's a good life, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he wrote amazing tracks, you know, like all, all basically all of the hits of the Grateful Dead. That if you heard a Grateful Dead track ever, it was probably one that Robert Hunter wrote the lyrics for. He did all kinds of stuff though with Elvis Costello, Bruce Hornsby, uh, Bob Dylan uh, in the 90s and the late 2000s. He wrote a lot of uh, stuff with Bob Dylan as well. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, crazy stuff. Uh, we lost another one as well with uh, Sid Haig. There's a picture of me. Hey, there's there's you with him. Uh, Didn't Craig Sid- go with that? Go with you to that? Event? Yeah, we went to this uh, horror film convention in Fresno a couple years back. It was called the Scaranormal Festival, and it had a lot of horror film actors, directors, and people there. And they did like you know little um, Q and A's and photo ops. I paid 20 bucks to get this photo there with Sid Haig and an autograph. He signed my copy there of House <laughs> of Thousand Corpses. How tall is he? He's pretty tall. He's actually a really tall guy. He's yeah, like I mean, six he foot looks, something. He looks like a big dude next to you. Yeah, he is. Look at me. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm <laughs> kind of dwarfed down. His head's like <laughs> twice the size yeah, of your head. <laughs> He's a big guy. Uh, you know, he was known for Captain Spaulding in Rob yeah. Zombie's House of Thousand Corpses. Scary as shit. Uh, yeah, yeah he he's really a creepy was. guy, man. Uh, but he's just a great actor. Apparently, he was just like a really funny and down to earth uh, great guy. Here's a picture of him with Rob Zombie and the recent cast. You could see how kind of his health is. I mean, just just from this this photo here of me with him, right? Like this was. It seems he was like in it, his sixties there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then there there he is there. But anyway, just uh, just tragic. Um, Oh, I did have an audio quote here um, with Rob Zombie, and he's uh, talking about the time uh, filming this new film, Three from, he- from Hell, which just came out last week. Mm. A lot of people I'll were... check that out. Yeah, a lot of people were upset, though, because Sid Haig wasn't on the poster, and he's a m- major part of the movie, right? He's one of the guys for Three from Hell. And so they're like, why isn't he on the poster? Well, apparently he was in such bad health that uh, he didn't film much of the movie. Like, he wasn't... They, they didn't they weren't able to film very much of him for his part in the movie and I got an audio clip here of Rob Zombie uh, talking about that process and un- the unfortunate part of it so check it out right here at the time that we were getting ready to shoot he was had been in the hospital and was ill you know he just was not capable of making a movie you know we couldn't get him cleared to work through insurance and through Lionsgate so you know I, I got them to let him come in for a morning to shoot some scenes just to be in the movie because I thought it was super important but you know his, he was in a bad way then so I, I haven't seen the movie wow. I don't uh, it is. I don't know what shape or form he's in the movie apparently it wasn't very much they didn't i wonder if uh rob will do a tribute to him at the show uh in two weeks you know that would be awesome uh, yeah if he did Mm -hmm. dedicated a song to him or something Mm -hmm. like that um yeah so so maybe so parts in the other ones really yeah yeah i mean it it wasn't a the the first movie house of a thousand corpses he had a major role because he was the guy that that had the horror um attraction place right Right, like the four kids went in there and he was the one running the whole like horror memorabilia attraction place remember it was fried chicken and gasoline and and it was like a truck stop with the horror thing 
The first one, he was a major part of it, House of Thousand Corpses. The second one, not so much. And it was, I think, as it went on, I think because of his health that he just wasn't involved in mm-hmm. a lot of that. Look at all these TV shows he was in, though, back in the day. Look at that. MacGyver. <laughs> he was in MacGyver. Wow. We'll have to find that episode. Get Smart, Get Gunsmoke, smart. Star Trek, Get The smart. Lucy Show, Six Million Dollar wow. Man. He played mostly like evil guys, like bad guys, you know? He was one of the bad dudes. I'd like to see who he was in Star Trek, some type of evil. Yeah, like Klingon or something. (laughs) We'll have to definitely check that. We'll have to do like a tribute to him this weekend and watch all of the shows that he was in and do our thing. I got, yeah, because we got all the horror movies coming up. I don't know if you guys, I I love in the month of October, leads up to Halloween, watching a bunch of scary movies. Uh, especially all the ones I, that we have at home. I think I, I ran through that with you like maybe a couple of Octobers ago. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm into. I'm. I don't do that, but I'm into it though. It's yeah. a good idea. It's a I great think idea. It's always, actually, it's always good to get scared. Yeah. You know? No. It's. A, I mean, especially I never think about fun it, so. ones like that with like Sid Haig, where he's like you know playing a. A demonic clown dressed up like a clown guy. Yeah. You know, it's fucking cool. I can't watch scary <laughs> movies by myself. I freak <laughs> myself out. I get in my own head. I'm like, okay, I need to turn it off. I need to put it on something fun. I need to leave right now and go be around people. Because there's going to be like a demon popping up behind my couch, right? All right, real quick, yeah. another sad news <laughs> thing, and then we'll move on to some uh, more positive and funny news. But Frank Carter from Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, the lead singer and guitarist, was involved in an auto accident recently and cannot make Aftershock Festival. I was reaching out to them um, to set up an interview time, and I got this response. She said uh, from his management team, quote, I'm not sure if you saw the news, but Frank was involved in a car accident over the weekend. He's going to be okay, but he did suffer some injuries, and as a result, he won't be coming over for this tour. So... Uh, not going to be able to make it out. So, unfortunately, I was one of the artists I was looking forward to seeing, but not going to make it out. At least he's okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we can uh, see him another time, but at least he's okay. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with Creel caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. All right, look at This is Foo Fighters' um, the cover for their EP that they put out. It's this kind of like uh, something you would get on an airline where it's, it shows you uh, some steps to take. It says, enjoy Roswell. And, uh, it, and it's showing all these kind of funny things here, uh, like uh, Dave Grohl meeting an alien and stuff and these guys out in the desert. Uh, it was all in honor of Area 51 Day. So if you guys remember, they had that over the weekend. That was last week. That was last week. Yeah. Yeah. It was this past. People were like storming Area 51 and really getting kicked it? out. Yeah. Try to do it. Yeah. A lot of people did. Some people got oh, arrested. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. There was arrested. like a hub where they like met up, which was several miles away from yeah, Area 51. With bullets on the way. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, some people got close, and I think they just got rolled on. You know, just. 
kind of nothing there anyways man like some of them had a drone like in their car like they were planning on everything important flying a drone over there or something yeah another area but to reinforce them there was like that news article that came out from um the navy seal where they found like an unidentified they don't call it a ufo but a ufp right um that they found hovering over the water and it like moves at like lightning speed it would the navy found it over the ocean it was like Pacific, Atlantic? I, I don't oh, okay. know the specifics, well, but Google it. It was even on <laughs> CNN. <laughs> right, so. I actually saw that video, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind well, of crazy. The food. Yeah. recent shit. What's that? That's recent? Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, maybe like nine months ago or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they released it. They aired it. So, you know, they may have something. Yeah. And, well, the Foo Fighters themselves got their name from a term by uh, World War II pilots to describe UFOs. They would call them Foo Fi- uh, like Foo Fighters, I guess. That was a term. And Dave Grohl's record label is named Roswell Records, so mm. he's all into the whole thing. So he released wow. an EP, Storm Area 51 Day, which uh, has a, <laughs> a bunch of live tracks from the Foo Fighters. Uh, and uh, actually, I got an audio clip here, I think, of Dave Grohl. He's, he's been always like a UFO, a UFO type of guy, and he told us a while back that he even made a cameo in an episode of uh, The X-Files. Uh, it was an episode called Pusher. Here's Dave talking about it. I went up there to talk to Chris Carter about doing a video for a song we put on the first X-Files record. I went up to the set to watch them film. I was standing there and the director said, hey, do you want to be in a shot? Said, yeah, sure, okay. The scene begins and I'm standing behind the bad guy and I walk off screen. I'm on screen for two seconds. You <laughs> blink and you miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. He's in an episode of the X-Files. Always been a fan of that kind of stuff. I remember, the, dude, I used to love the X-Files. You guys remember... <laughs> That was one of the better, like, yeah, mainstream, dude. like, you know, like, sci-fi type shows, right? Right. The shit you see on, like, the sci-fi channel, <laughs> shit you see on the sci-fi channel now is, like, a joke. But, yeah, like, the X-Files, that. like, I don't know, that was kind of scary, no, some was, of them. That was good TV. That was quality TV yeah. back then. Um, all right, more rock news. A new book is out uh, telling the story of Soundgarden. It's called Dark B- Dark, Black and Blue, The Soundgarden Story, Oosh. and it's by author Greg Prado. It starts with the band in their early days, falls all the way through, to including the tragic death of Chris Cornell. Um, Matt Cameron, uh, the drummer from Soundgarden, was talking about this book and kind of the history of the band. And I got a great audio clip of him talking out uh, about their, how they first started out in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle and how their influences were kind of uh, more diverse than a lot of the other bands around at that time. Check it out. In our scene up here in the Northwest in the 80s and 90s, we were sometimes considered to be the rush of Seattle, just because we could sort of play our instruments maybe better than most bands. We never really uh, tried to flaunt any musical chops, but we always had pretty diverse tastes. We had a lot of really cool influences amongst ourselves that we tried to infuse in the music. So there you go. Uh, that was drummer Matt Cameron from Soundgarden. And, uh, and apparently this new book... Uh, includes all new interviews that haven't been heard before between uh, from Matt Pinfield, uh, Philip Anselmo, Marky Ramone, and others. A bunch of new photos and more. So uh, check it out. It's called, uh, what is it? Dark, Black, and Blue, The Soundgarden Story. So there you go. Matt uh, Pinfield. That reminds me of that just that 90s MTV era. Was, that shit was dope, remember? Yeah. I mean, Matt Pinfield was like the guy. He was always interviewing all the artists. MTV was actually music playing on it but remember before on he was on mtv he was on uh was it 
Animal Farm or something like that. Animal Farm? That was that book by George Orwell. (laughs) Um, Something Farm, I don't remember. But that's where I saw the drive-in for the first time was on his, like, uh, little TV show that he had before MTV. Oh, okay. I forget what it's called. I don't know. Look it up. Yeah, let me... I'll I'll find it. Um, Real quick, Guns N' Roses played their first show of 2019 in Hollywood in a very intimate venue at the Hollywood Palladium. It was sold out and uh, had a bunch of songs on there. Uh, It's only 5,000 capacity, so for Guns N' Roses to play that's kind of uh, kind of a big deal, but I'm sure it was just a bunch of industry guys that got tickets for that. Uh, all right, so this is <clears throat> this is kind of funny, but not funny, especially for people who got burned on this and wasted money. Sammy Hagar's High Tide Beach Party was totally canceled this week. It was supposed <laughs> to happen today, and, and it was supposed to happen in, uh, where is it? It was in, where was it? Okay. I mean, oh, in Orange County, and it was supposed to be... Uh, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend in Huntington Beach. It was canceled after government officials claimed the event organizers freeze management neglected to secure permits for the event. Uh, so they are apparently saying they didn't have permits for it. Uh, and uh, some of the bands that were supposed to be on there, uh, Vince Neal from Motley Crue, Blue Oyster Cult, Richie Sambora, The Beach Boys, uh, Extreme, Night Ranger, Patti Smith, Tony Lewis from the outfield, Steel Panther. We were just talking about their new album. Uh, they were all supposed to be out there. And so Sammy went on social media and he said, quote, like you, I'm surprised and disappointed. Oh, I got to do it in Sammy's voice. Hold on. <laughs> Sammy went, yeah, I want to ask you if he's. Like you, man, I'm surprised and disappointed about high time. Sorry for the fans who are inconvenienced, man. I'll make it up to you, oh, Redheads. No Start with an extra free show October 8th with the Wabos and Cabo. Old style, first come, first served. And a bunch of stupid hashtags. So <laughs> there you go, Sammy. So he tried to make it Ooh. up with some free shows, but uh, fuck. Uh, apparently, Redhead a lot of people cool. were pissed. They were like, that's a big lineup. And it, none of these bands are going to be at this new free show. It's going to yeah. be just him, him and his band. So unfortunate. Chevelle bassist is going to quit the band and step down at the end of this tour. Chevelle bassist Dean Bernardini has announced that he's going to take a break from the road after uh, finishing this year's shows with his bandmates. He added that he'll continue to work in music in some form or another while also spending more time with his family and putting time into his art and future businesses at home. Um, So apparently this has kind of been in the works. uh, Said big changes were coming for the group a little while ago. Um, He joined the band in 2005. And uh, apparently just he's been with the band ever since, but... Uh, someone kind of made a comment like Chevelle's been playing a lot smaller venues and stuff, and maybe he's just kind of he joined when they were really right at the top of their game, and now yeah. maybe not so much, you know? Yeah, maybe the thrill is gone. Yeah. So anyway, wants to spend more time with his family. Can't really argue with that. Not a problem with that. Uh, speaking of that, Chris Cornell's daughter releasing a new song produced by her dad. Huh. Uh, the track was written by the 15-year-old artist when she was 12, and recording. Um, was produced by her father in February 2017 at their home studio in Miami. Um, it's going to be apparently uh, from a new short film called Far Away Places, which is currently touring the film festival circuit. It's kind of an indie film. Cool. And proceeds from the song's sale on digital music services will be donated to the New York Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. So that's cool. It goes to that. Uh, the track is called Far Away Places. So... If you want to check that out from Tony Cornell. Okay. Um, there you go. 
Uh, Metallica announcing the second annual All Within My Hands concert, which is uh, going to be for, uh, what does it do? It's a nonprofit, helps us create, sustain communities by tackling issues of hunger and workforce education and encouraging volunteerism. So that's going to be happening March 28th, Masonic in San Francisco. And uh, it's kind of a intimate show with Metallica. They usually do covers and stuff, and uh, they always do, like, some kind of big deal. So anyway, it's going to be raising money for charity. Check it out. Um, <coughs> I don't know. We were talking about this kind of off the air the other day, that how rock and roll's maybe kind of like having a revitalization these days, like some of the top charting albums this year have from, been from rock bands, including oh. Slipknot's new album as well as Tool's new album both getting the number one spot this year for the billboard charts but at the same time those are both bands that have been around since the 90s right and mm -hmm. they're kind of like we have an established fan base for those bands right right like their their fans are going to buy the album because it's a new slipknot album in x amount of years same thing for tool right of course we're I think but at the same time we were talking about i mean there's a lot of new bands you know obviously there's great new music out there i play it every week on the garage rock show and all that stuff but we're talking about like those bands that kind of like are working their way up maybe the festival circuit and trying to get to the headliner spot bands that are kind of up and coming and getting big there's really not a lot of them no you don't really see that there's not this new uh every fall of uh every and fall having a new so crop much of more, bands you know? coming out no mm -hmm. it doesn't happen that way anymore but I think, you know, a lot of artists are becoming electronic artists or DJs or producers sure. or maybe something else where they are using their kind of influences and skills instead of the way it right. used to be where you had to pick up a guitar and blah, 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 right? right? It's just it's just a sign of the times. I don't know if that, that maybe that begs a, a bigger conversation about where rock is on the, in general. Like, has it reached its peak? And well, yeah, what, exactly. What, who's driving the needle as far as creativity and... Yeah, um, actually, I think I have this. This is my last quote, I think, of it, um, where actually it's Korn's uh, Jonathan Davis, the lead singer, talking about... Um, oh, no, wait, I don't have this quote, actually, unfortunately. I mean, I'm, I'm just... He was just all... <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm, were you saying? I'm not sure. I'm not sure Korn's going to sell... Revitalize like, rock and roll? Like <laughs> Slipknot and Tool have the no, past year. No, definitely just, not. They've all Slipknot and Tool have always been dope. Corn kind of fell off and had was just cheesy for a while, you know. Like, yeah, and they went through their troubles. You know, David Silveria is not there anymore because of his injuries, and uh, what was it? Head kind of found God, left, and then came back. And yeah, it's just you know, you, they're not eighteen-year-old kids in the backyard of a. Of and a just party times are different. Music's different. I mean, they, they'll still sell Radio's shows different. for sure. Yeah. But. yeah, but it's all riding on the kind of the coattails of nostalgia at the same time, yeah, right? I mean, of course. Everybody wants to see the old shit, the new stuff. That's when you go to the bathroom hey. and get a beer. It might surprise you know? me. They, that's come as new corn coming out, or what? Or it's already out. It is. Yeah, it's there's. They had a new album out this year. That oh, was kind of their point. See, was like it. Slipknot, Tool, and Corn all released new albums. But okay. yeah, Corn definitely the lower. We probably talked about it on here. It just flew. Over. I just probably wasn't even interested. And it's <laughs> yeah, me either. You know, to be honest, um, I'm. The, I've never been a huge Corn fan. I liked. You know, Life Is Peachy. And uh, the self-titled album, yeah. but that's it. And I never progressed with them as they moved on. I'm sure if it was you know? dope, I probably would have heard about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of like you can look at their fans or just the people that were listening to music at that time, where uh, they were ahead of the ahead of the game, and this things got refined with um, you know. 
pop punk and electronic music, they really just kind of lost their way. They didn't really fit in anywhere. Yeah, progressive rock. Shit. Yeah. And emo was coming across. And there were still bands like, uh, I don't know, like Thursday that were still that screamo type band, but, you know, just not as. Because, I mean, you have to give Korn uh, credit for the creativity of, of everything. They were just so unique in what they were doing. At the doing. time, they were. They were they really were so, different. So unique. But then you have, like, the refining of that genre. And it's just kind of undeniable that. People went away and moved on and found newer things, different things. But you can right. always appreciate that moment in time. But I don't know. You don't just go. Re- that's, that's what they call that lightning in a bottle. You just can't re- recreate that. No, definitely. Yeah. There's a vo- there's been a void there, so it's it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at least you know some of these bands like Slipknot and Tool are outperforming, and uh, we're gonna catch them at Aftershock. So yeah. that's gonna be cool as well as Corn, I think. Uh, all right. So coming up. Uh, we got on this day in music history trivia right now, guys. Uh, on this day, September 27th in 1997. Go way back to 97, man. Uh, this artist performs for Pope John Paul II and an audience of 300,000 people at the World U- Christ uh, Congress in Bologna, Italy. Uh, for the 77-year-old Pope, it's a chance to connect with young people, and the pontiff does so by invoking one of their songs during his sermon. Was it A, Elton John, B, Bob Dylan, or C, Phil Collins? We'll go C, Phil Collins. I'm going with Phil Collins. Wow, why? Why? Right off the bat. Um, well. I'm going with Elton John. Oh, sorry. Is it my, my turn? <laughs> yeah, it's So your a turn. clue is that he talks about the lyrics of one of these person's songs. The Pope does. Probably like in a good way or a bad way? A good way. Definitely. Elton like, John. yeah, like he performs, uh, this person performs for them, and the Pope, like, gives a sermon and actually says a line from one of their songs mm-hmm. in the sermon. I don't know. I'm not trying to change I, your I, mind. I'm just no, saying. I, I just wanted like to give you a hint. St- at that point in time, there might have still been issue because Aaron's like, gonna say what I'm oh, not a, gonna you know, say being gay and, and yes selling oh, that many people. that's exactly oh, that's why I didn't say Alan John's interesting so, that's interesting that's okay. why I went with Phil Collins so, and then Bob Dylan I don't know Phil Collins just kind of stood out to me okay like so LJ definitely Elton John still because I just think that okay he plays and you're going with Phil Collins like and, and if it's Elton pianist. John I'm gonna say awesome breakthrough <laughs> all right let's see who yeah, it is I think I have a photo of it it's Bob Dylan. Oh, wow. Bob Dylan uh, plays Knocking on Heaven's Door and a Hard Rain's Gonna Fall for Pope John uh, Paul II. Hey. Knocking on Heaven's Door. It's oh, a yeah. chance to connect with young people, and the pontiff does so by invoking Dylan's song Blowing in the Wind during his sermon. Dylan's invite is not without controversy, though, as the future Pope Benedict fears the rock prophet and his music are at odds with the Roman Catholic faith. Uh, of course, right? Um, when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell um, yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his Balljack. Woo! 
Ball Jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> All right, so more trivia. One more question, guys, here. On this day, September 27th in 2005, go back to then, <laughs> uh, this band are the first in history, apparently, to webcast a concert when their show at the Meriwether Post Pavilion in Maryland is streamed on NPR.org. Is it A, The White Stripes, B, Fish, or C, U2? 2005. I'm going with White Stripes. Okay. Any any reason? Um, It seems like, to me, well, in 2005, they were very popular. Yeah. yeah. And, they, they and, the most and Jack White was very forth They're probably the most moving. current. Probably the most current at that time. Um, I can see you two perhaps and, like doing something young, like the that. The newest band at the time. You yeah. Know. Yep. Yeah. I want to say white. What if it was fish? Uh, I want to say white stripes, but you two because you two. You know how they did that Apple thing a while ago where they just yeah, they, ended up on everybody's iPhone. They're always yeah. kind of yeah. on the cutting edge. Yeah. A lot of these bands. I will say that all of these bands. That's why I picked it to kind of throw you guys off. Is that all these bands are on the cutting but edge of? That I feel kind of like thing. I remember this I'll with s- the Meriwether thing okay. and the white, stripes. the white stripes. Yeah, I wanted to be the white stripes. I, I feel I, like I jam bands did uh, did that shit too, like before everybody. You know, like they were like. <laughs> Oh boy! It's right around it's the same the, time. It's fish, uh, isn't it? It's fish. Well, no, I'm not saying it's it, no. not fish. I, I'm gonna cancel out be. fish right it now. Could be. Fish with the tech savviness. Fish with like, the tech savviness. Watch, what are, it's what are your guys' fish. final answers? What are your final answers? I'm going with white stripes. Me too. I'm gonna. Me as well. I'm gonna not you too. Go ahead and go with fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the white stripes. There you go. Okay, oh, I'm not crazy. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. It was a moment in time. It was. It was a thing. It was a thing. But you're not far off, Aaron. Uh, Fish was one of the first ones to actually have paid subscriptions and uh, starting Nugs.net, um, one of the first online concert um, streaming websites okay. where it was like they actually – White Stripes were the first ones to live webcast their, their show on NPR. But Fish was the first one to actually set it up on a website where you can go and buy and purchase them, watch them in a collective website, okay. uh, and they would film all their stuff. So you're not too far off. Uh, but anyway, all right, let's move on to some movie TV entertainment news. Uh, the Emmys, did you guys hear about that? Um, Briefly. Uh, I guess Game of Thrones and the show called Fleabag that kind of interests me apparently won the best comedy, and then Game of Thrones won the best drama. I've never heard or seen of Fleabag. Have you guys heard never of that Never heard show? of it at all. Nope. Apparently it's in um, Amazon. Um, it's... Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she won the Outstanding Lead Actress, never heard of her, and it also <laughs> won Outstanding Directing. <laughs> I got Amazon, I need to check it out. So, yeah, um, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to check it out, I haven't seen it, but uh, Peter Dinklage, he won. He got Best Supporting Actor. Uh, in a so, drama series. Yeah, yeah, in a drama series, so pretty cool for him. Uh, Chernobyl was really big as well. Haven't seen that one. Glad he didn't come up short. I just know? saw. The, I was just. <laughs> I was looking at the fashion on the red carpet. I didn't even watch the show. I just Good wanted one, to see. Good I just one. wanted to see the the dresses. Uh, have <laughs> you guys see seen, the dude? This new trailer. I don't know if you've seen it yet for Adam Sandler's new drama. Oh, it's on Netflix, right? Uh, I don't know if it's coming out Jennifer on Netflix. Aniston? No, 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 no. He's doing something else with Jennifer Aniston. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, yes, it is on this Netflix, is, but this is something different. This is a movie that's oh, going to be... I'm thinking Ben Stiller in Along Came Polly. Oh, that's not a way new off. movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> this way is a. Off. We're talking about a new movie here way with off. Adam Sandler. Dahlia. Right. Oh, are they doing it Along Came Polly too? That'd be no, awesome. they are not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Getting get sidetracked. What are you even talking about? Ah. 
Uh, no, this is kind of a drama. So, I mean, Adam Sandler's not really like a, a drama guy. Like, right? You don't think of some of the the One of his ones that he did that was a drama one that one of my favorites was um, Punch Drunk Love. You remember that one? Oh, With yeah. With Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, yeah, it's been a while. I just and Philip seen Seymour it, Hoffman I'm, plays that guy. He's like the operator of like um, some kind of phone sex line or something, and he <laughs> runs it through a mattress warehouse, <laughs> and somehow he gets caught up by them. Like he, they're trying to call him, and he, Adam Sandler, like comes down there, and like they have this confrontation. Okay, I no, miss I, I Philip Seymour this. Hoffman. This is really R. weird, R. kind Seymour. of a dark movie, but it's it's really well done, and Adam Sandler's pretty good in it. And this kind of reminded me of just the kind of acting style that I want to see from Adam Sandler. I can't make it a bigger screen, sorry. Instead of the same old... So, what we're watching here, it looks like Adam Sandler is a jeweler. Kevin Garnett, fool! He's like a a jeweler in New York. Like, one of those, like, kind of Jewish jewelers that has those shops, you know. Dress is flashy. Oh, it's got Mike Francesca from the uh, from Sports Talk Radio. Our, a shout out to him. <laughs> I like dude. how he <laughs> Kevin Garnett and Mike Francesca are in this. He's the one selling all the bling. Yeah, he's selling all the bling to like Kevin Garnett and some of the celebrities, right? That was a like jeweler. A, that looked like a gremlin. Yeah, it looked like little. Uh, what's his name? A the bedazzled diamond. Gizmo. 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 Yeah, that was a Gizmo chain. What is this like uh, take place in uh This is right now. It takes oh, okay. place right now. Oh, uh I don't forget that guy's name. He's from So uh, apparently they like Atlanta. bid they bid for uh uncut gems like at these auction places. That's where these jewelers get these gems. But looks like Adam Adam Sandler's character like owes a lot of people money. People it's got, are after him. It's got Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta in there too. Oh, okay. It's got a good cast. It's a great cast. Is that and the weekend? What the hell? Could have been. Does, still, this had his mop top on there. That's what I thought. But. What do you think, Dahlia? You're staying quiet over there. Um, this is great. I'm trying to think of like the actor that. Could also have done that role. What is it? He does all the Adam Sandler movies. He plays like that guy. He's like a Puerto Rican guy. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. Though. What is his name? In December. Okay. What? The guy that plays in like some of know. the Adam Sandler movies. He was like. Is that called Tan in one? He is. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I know who you're talking about. He's in Grandma's Boy? Yes. Yeah, probably. Oh he's yeah, the yeah, guy, the yeah! Animal, the yeah, animal dude with in Grandma's Boy. Yeah, but he's not—he's not Jewish, though. No, he's not. But, but what is that what, guy's name? That's what this is supposed to be, anyway. Uh, but no, I know what yeah. you mean. I don't know what his name is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Have you seen the new trailer for uh, El Camino? It's a Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. A Breaking Bad movie, huh? This is coming out on Netflix. Same characters or something? Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> Before, after, or Seskin After. Seskin yeah. Seskin it supposedly takes place immediately after the events of, uh, yeah, the finale. I'm sold. The, the finale of what? What are you guys talking about? Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. This right here? 
You never see what Aaron Paul's character happened after. He just takes off with all the money. He's yeah. the only one that kind of survives it, you know? So this is going to be kind of his story and what happens afterwards and all that shit. What do you think? you think he, uh... I don't know. What do you think? He's still a tweak. It doesn't look like it. I think he flips his life around. Looks like he's trying to... But he looks like he's got a settled score to settle. You see the gun in his hand down by the river. He looks like he's still hiding from the cops. Went to uh, Skinny Pete's house there on the lamb. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm sold. I did not know this was happening. This is great. It's great for Breaking Bad fans. We never thought that we were going to get any kind of closure or any kind of extra story at all. So I'm fortunate for that. Look at, see? He's all wanted and stuff. Looks like he's going back to some scene of the crime kind of deal. Sabotaging some stuff, maybe. This is intense. Shows an outline of a cop there. We don't know which cop that is or who that is. Are you ready? El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Netflix original. Nice. When's that uh, coming out? Uh, does it say date. it at the end? October, October 11th, <laughs> which is uh, Friday. Next Friday. Well, not next Friday, but, you know, October 11th. Um, all right. So, yeah, The Irishman, too. That was a good one. Uh, one with De Niro and when's uh, Stranger Pacino. Stranger Things coming out? Stranger Things is already out. Oh, it came out already? Yeah, that new season. Yeah, you watched it all? I haven't watched it all. Oh, it's not that great, no? in my opinion. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know. Might like it. <laughs> to me, it was like it's too focused on this like lovey-dovey love story that's like starting to happen uh, between. Um, Eleven and uh, the other guy, and it and it, there's all these like, like she's like becoming a real girl, like going out to the mall, and they play like you know material girl from Madonna, and she's like around, she's shopping, and then they are like always like making out and like they go back to the upside <sighs> down. God. I don't want to uh, explain <laughs> or uh, spoil anything else no either. No spoilers, because if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. But. Uh, for me, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, I guess. All right. I can't believe that exists. That's great. Um, all right. Uh, more movie, TV, entertainment news. Tom Hanks is going to receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award uh, this year. So good for him. He deserves it. He's a fucking great actor with a great uh, list of work. I watched Castaway again the other day. Here, move that closer, Aaron. Sorry. Castaway was on TV the other day. I watched it again. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Oh yeah, it's still a that's a good one. one. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Wilson, shout out to Wilson. <laughs> Shit, man, big Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, one of my favorites. Money Pit, you guys. Money Pit, that one? yep. Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> there you go. Good movie, man. Yeah. Meg Ryan. He doesn't volcano. really do bad movies. I mean, yeah. he's been in Toy Story all the. Oh, that's right. Huh? I mean, he did. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, he was fucking Woody, man. And. Yeah, he's just one of those actors. If you haven't seen Joe versus the Volcano, oh the green get on it. the Green Mile, remember that wow, one? Wow, yeah, mm-hmm. the Green Mile, that was fucking killer. Saving Private Ryan, Saving yeah. Private Ryan, Fuck, shit. epic. Yeah, he's. He hasn't been in a bad movie, huh? 
I don't think I know so. Of. Um, what was that one? Was it with Meg Ryan? Waiting, uh, I almost said waiting to excel. You've, You've got, got mail. mail. <laughs> You've got mail. Yeah. It was like the beginning of like the internet yeah. AOL chat rooms and all that. They were sexting, Shit. talking about the Godfather. Well, it looks like M. Night Shyamalan is doing his thing at Comic-Con and doing something for Apple TV. One of the first kind of um, big announcements for original programming for Apple TV. Uh, apparently, he's going to be doing a show called Servant. And it's coming out Thursday, October 3rd. So it's a Philadelphia couple who are in mourning after horrific tragedy occurs, opening the door to a mysterious force that enters their lives. Wow. Sounds like a Shyamalan type of film. But pretty cool for Apple TV, right? Aaron, we were talking about Apple TV. Like, what are they going to be offering for people? Uh, These are starting to trickle out. And they're from good... Directors and yeah. good. Another one. I, I saw a commercial earlier. What today. did you see? I, I don't remember the name, the title of the name, but uh, sorry with the D, I remember that. But it was you know Blue something about women's women's uh, progressiveness. Um, but yeah, they have. Oh, that might have been theirs. the one that uh, Oprah's behind. Um, Probably. I heard there was something that Oprah's like um, kind of promoting mm-hmm. on Apple TV as well. When they did their producing. little, when they did a little spiel last spring about about it coming out. I saw that uh, that they were gonna, was gonna Oprah and a couple other actors were saying, hey. We have these productions. It's going to happen, and now it's. I see commercials on it. You guys remember Eugene Levy? This, oh yeah, this actor guy, Aaron. Do you remember him? Yeah, uh, like American, American Pie and yeah. all that. Uh, well, he's been doing this thing called Shit's Creek, where he's the writer of it and producer of it. Yeah, and actor in it. Him and his sons in it too. Yeah, and um, what's the other lady? Um, oh, she's amazing. She's <laughs> um, she's hilarious. I can't think of her name. Christine. She Tumper. played Kevin's mom in uh, Home Alone. Maybe you could um, yeah, look it up. Look that for you. Her, the actress's name, but she's hilarious. And so now Shit's Creek is going to be on ABC Studios, which is I think their streaming service which is really cool. So good for him for getting on a major studio with that. Um, Eugene Levy and Shit's Creek. So check that out. Yeah, that's so funny. Like Eugene <coughs> Levy's uh, Hilarious. son is like, oh, Catherine O'Hara. is. There you me. go, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, she's great in this movie, in that TV yeah. show too. I'm glad that they're going to keep it going because it's hilarious. Yeah. I just watched it on Netflix. Oh, right on. There you go. Yeah, I saw it a couple, I don't know, uh, a couple years back for the first time and I got caught up on it. I haven't watched the the latest seasons, but I'm sure it's still hilarious, yeah, man. Yeah, super good. Yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, all right, so world news. Have you heard about all the activists blocking the s- streets in D.C. lately? And, of course, the United Nations going on. Uh, it's all about climate change and kind of yep. bringing attention to it. Yep. What do you think, though, in general, of people like kind of bl- blocking traffic, though? That's what people were kind of shitting on these guys. Like yeah. they were blocking rush hour traffic, yeah. Washington, D.C. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be like, you know, hey, I agree with you guys, blah, blah, blah. But also you're like kind of fucking sc- up my day. You're fucking up my day. You're <laughs> screwing me out of my money here. Yeah. I got to go yeah. see my daughter or whatever the case may be. Well, I guess uh, that's that's the the point of it, right? The price are, we pay, are right? Are we worried about our income, our economy more than we are our uh, climate change? Because we are the climate change issue because we are not addressing it. And I think uh, a lot of people say, hey, n- not today or not right now. I kind of let's talk about it after I get over this bridge. Right. Um, but that's the that's that's the it depends on who, how important it is to you. Um, but maybe not all the time. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe go block the uh, garage of a senator or a congressman or something. Don't <laughs> don't do it to the taxpayers. That That's just a good to point. Get by, you know That's I mean? a good point because uh, we're all in this together, right? Yeah, yeah. Let, let let make it make it known to the congressman, the people that have the have the pin in their hands. 
Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm. Thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right. And the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science-y for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really, really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. We were talking just a minute ago, too, about the e-cigarette industry. Uh, now Juul, they're the leader in it is facing a federal criminal investigation over teen vaping. The Wall Street Journal is reporting yeah. that California prosecutors conducting a criminal probe into it. We were talking uh, about how this Altria deal got um, nixed. It was supposed to be this big merger with Big Tobacco and the e-cigarette industry, and now it's off the table uh, yeah, after all these reports of, of all that shit. Yeah, I was. I followed this model on IG, and she was in the hospital for something. She was like, yo, uh, there's this kid who's... Uh, next door and he's on life support from smoking jewels wow really and I was just like dude this is an epidemic because I I mean I see all the all these teenagers running around in their cars and just like blowing out huge plumes of smoke I'm like uh that can't be healthy for you yeah especially when it's like cotton candy flavored and it's (laughs) it's supposed to taste like blueberries and stuff and it's obviously cut with all kinds of like Flavoring and bullshit. Yeah, I mean, if it's not from the earth, don't put it in your body. What are you doing? Oh, that's a good, good rule of thumb. Uh, let's move on to some. Look at another Guinness World Record broken this week, guys. An Indiana student's paper mache sculpture has surpassed a Guinness World Record. Whoa! It is over fourteen feet tall and sixty gallons of wheat paste <laughs> to make this. <laughs> look at what it is. What is that though? What is the sculpture? Hey, I was, I was, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like 15 foot. I was thinking windmill, not, but uh, if you had to describe it to somebody who's listening right now, how would you describe that sculpture? What What would you describe that as? Uh, a matte white. Yeah. Uh, but what is this I'd actual? Like, there, it's it's got a, <laughs> I would say a, a, tri- uh, a triangle base. Okay. A, or a three prong base yeah. with a uh, sf- not sphere a. Uh, what do we call that? A Pole or something? Phallic uh, situation. 
with uh then there's just like a layered paper to the on top of that where it almost looks like a windmill but it's kind of broken maybe yeah. a barn exploded on top of it statue of liberty took a shit yeah or maybe she just like is like a tied up in shit. her uh her uh shower curtain or something you know what it looks like to me it looks like uh some kind of military thing where they have like a a cloth over something and there's like these poles all the, all the sticking guns sticking up. out and shit or, yeah, yeah guns or like poles or like rods or something it doesn't i don't even doesn't even look like or anything like a roadblock or something yeah, yeah. like a roadblock it's, it's like if you were looking at the at the pope but you were on a hallucinogen <laughs> <laughs> so i anyway. apparently you can get a guinness world record for anything these days something better last that. week it was throwing a tortilla yes. Some dude f- threw a tortilla 53 feet, <laughs> and that was a Guinness World hey, how Record. How do we get? Uh, how do we get a serious like guy to come look at what we're doing for a Guinness World yeah, Record? Wanna, yeah. Well, that that dude with the tortilla apparently it was at a convention, so he like kind of took advantage of the fact that Guinness was already there. Uh-huh. But you do have to put in like an in- inquiry or something, you know? I and, wonder how and get them to come out. I don't know. You got to process. Yeah, make sure you're not cheating like, somehow. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see the practice sessions from that guy. Like, when do you start practicing your <laughs> throwing tortillas? Tortilla throwing. <laughs> gallons of meat paste. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. All right, look at this. This is kind of crazy. A long-lost 13th century painting was found hanging in a woman's kitchen in France. It's a pre-Renaissance painting. Uh, it's apparently going to catch 16.5 million at an auction. 6.5 million. Or, yeah, sorry. 6.5 million at an upcoming auction. And it was just hanging in her kitchen. Just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. The Mocking of Christ, and it's a 10-inch painting. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in this painting. When you say the Mocking of Christ, it's all these people that were trying it's to take like him Jesus down. Jesus in the middle. And that's the more than 12 yeah. people. It's apparently a, um, a polyptic, a work of several painted scenes divided into multi, multiple panels. It's got all like the grease from that lady's cooking in her kitchen just like layered on yeah, there. Yeah, dude, that's so crazy. She's got it in her fucking kitchen. She's like, six milli, please, you can have it. Uh, sports stuff. Anything you guys want to talk about sports-wise? I didn't really have anything on my news feed that was really worth it. We are closing out the month of September, which means that we're getting to the month of October, which means next week NBA opens up training camp. <laughs> okay. And the, October 22nd, the season starts, and it is on. Some of the stuff I'm reading, I didn't even I don't, It's news to me. Uh, Panthers quarterback uh, Cam Newton out uh, for several weeks. He had a foot injury. Liz Frank foot injury because that is what is like, that? I, I remember Kevin Durant having that a couple years ago, and it's just something that has to heal. You, I, I think there's surgery, but it's about getting it, some healing. They say it's a season-ending injury. Yeah, he's and this that is only in week three. It's well, it's a big. thing. Is that like a bottom? Oh, okay. Um, let me let me see if it says like a top of the foot, bottom of the foot. I'm trying to see if it says anything like what that means. Liz Frank injury to the foot. Not really sure. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a, what kind <laughs> no of fracture it is, but yeah. Uh, it sounds bad, though. Yep. I imagine maybe it's uh, probably to the top. I can imagine someone stepping on his foot kind of deal, uh, especially with football. Um, all right. People are saying we need a PBS for social media. People are tired of, uh, I guess, just the kind of the trashy way Facebook and everything is these days. And they're saying they need a PBS for social media. Uh, apparently, they say it. They want it to be not for profit. Is the idea? Social Fa- media. Yeah, they yeah. they say that Facebook and a lot of the models that we have out there are for profit because sure. they sell advertisement and all mm-hmm. that stuff. What they're saying is like, imagine, okay, so like KPFA, some of the public radio yeah. that just plays jazz and classical music, and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. 
there's no like advertisement or other interest to serve other than the the listeners, right? Correct. So I guess it's kind of an interesting idea for social media. If you had a platform where there was no advertisements, there was no kind of other interest at play, would you more likely participate in something like that? Well, I can tell you that every social media platform I've ever used started out with advertisement. Um, And then when when they get there, depending on the aesthetic of it and how they implement it, it is either tacky or unappreciated. But I can tell you it... I would love to have no advertisements on a social media platform. It's a beautiful thing. They say also it's about trying to get as much engagement as possible these days. Yeah. So what they're trying to do, they're saying that uh, they're saying now the loudest and scariest voices win. And they're trying to counter that by saying if we didn't have an advertisement type of thing or an algorithm for likes, yeah. that maybe more regular stories would get through or just not be and, as popular. And you, would get, and you would get that from a number of uh, media outlets. You could take, you could put that against any news corporation that's out there. If they weren't making money off of what they were doing, it would be a completely different Very type true. of output. Same thing with politics, right? Yes, sir. I mean, we let's get rid of all get that Get money shit. out of politics, Get please. the money out of it yeah. altogether, and I think we'll yeah. see a big difference. Yeah. Uh, weekly what the fuck this week as we finish it up. This is kind of crazy. <laughs> Dude, look at this fucking nutbag. What is his deal, bro? Miley oh, Cyrus's stalker. stalker. Look at this guy. David Rumsey. Apparently, he's been trying to get her pregnant. It's his life. He no, told. He literally dude. told her team, quote, it's my life's oh. mission to impregnate Miley, end quote. Here's I, a quote. Here, look at him, him outside of the concert. And he posted a photo of himself outside there, and he uh, tagged her in it, and he said, here waiting for your concert. Come on, man. I hope we can meet up before the concert. I'll get a room wherever you want. I just did Motel 6 until you get here. I figure you know Vegas and where the best hotels are to stay. I figure you know Vegas. Oh, Dahlia's got some food for us. Thank, Thank you. you, Dahlia. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Tacos. tacos. Right. Um, so, yeah, that guy's a fucking creep. Look at those. Look at that mug shot. Oh my goodness! He's like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, dude, it's his life <laughs> Real mission bad. to impregnate Miley Cyrus. What the fuck it's is not that? Not into dudes anymore, anyways. Is right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. I'd I don't on know. The street. I think the latest is she had a girlfriend. And they just broke up. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this woman is forced to bite a camel's genitals to escape what? after the animal sits on her. Ah, whoa. So she was in Louisiana and. Uh, apparently her dog was on the loose, ran into the enclosure, and she went and tried to get it, and the camel sat on her. So she, she almost got suffocated. Jeez, <laughs> Bit his fucking testicles. <laughs> the camel was fine. No one was injured, but uh, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Here it is. Man tor- uh, throws tortilla 54 feet, 5 inches to break the Guinness World Record, guys. I want to know Shout if this is like you, man. standard of t- throwing tortillas. Or you want to watch some of this video here? Or if you can bring your own Check tortilla. It out. You got to have some no. weight to it. It's the, it's a bag of tortillas like uh, Hey folks, it's David Rush. I'm just rack, huh? getting back from Toronto. All right, let's watch some uh, let's skip forward here. So this guy was at some kind of uh, convention and they have a uh, uh, area cleared out here and a line measuring tape and he's got a bag of just looks like regular tortillas off to the right. And he just starts Going throwing with the right hand sidestep. Here, describe describe to our listeners what's 
going on? That's, I'll that's be right back. Close to a frisbee. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like close I can to go a frisbee right throw. now and beat this shit. Yeah, I could right. too. Doesn't this, this seem like something that anyone can do? Like, I'd yeah. ball it up and just launch it like a baseball. I think we got this, man. Oh, it can, it oh they're tricking. Like, okay, so they're getting air under it as it hits the ground and it's sliding for an extra I don't know, 10 feet. Count? I guess so. It looks like slide count? the counter is running out there. and Shit, if that's the case, you could just skip this shit off the ground. He looks like he cares about it. Oh, that was a good throw, actually. Wow. The high flyer just plops down on the ground. Uh, this is just in the side of a hotel room somewhere, or what is this? How do we it's get like involved in this? Hotel lobby? I'm going to be at the next one. Was that a mini tortilla that won? Was it? No. That was a that was a fat a fat boy. Look, of course, this is the guy that's presenting it with the slick back hair and the ponytail. It was a great throw, Morris. I wonder if Tortilla Man from Slipknot could launch one. <laughs> Tortilla Man was he probably there hanging out. Face and, and into the crowd. Okay, guys, what do you think the uh, the color of the year is? Of what? The color Sherwin Williams has released the color of the year for 2020. So oh, for 2020. This is our last story of the night. Color of the year. If you had to pick a color, what do you think? Like it's it was orange was was the shit. Now it's like a. Uh, that's like a uh, what do you want to call that kind of blue? Not royal blue, but um, what, turquoise. No, uh, cobalt, oh, cobalt blue. Cobalt blue. There you go. It is cobalt. very similar to that. Dodger Check blue or some shit, right? It is called. What is it called? And they still got the orange Naval. pillows there because they know what's Naval up. SW six two four four. What the hell is it called? Um, Naval. That's I, all. So, so they just call it Naval. All of those colors are what's popping right now, like that aqua, that blue, that gold. tangerine orange. The blue with the gold? Yeah, the blue with the gold. Yeah. Royalty. So, there you go. That is all, all of our stuff for you guys tonight, and we will see you next week with our special uh, lead-up to our Aftershock interviews that will be happening October 11th through the 13th. And a reminder, if you want to enter that uh, contest for those VIP passes for Aftershock, text the word Aftershock, or excuse me, Text the word podcast to 68683 and you'll be entered for those aftershock passes. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out. Eat your vegetables, children. <laughs> Great advice. I couldn't take it anymore. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.